All right, guys, the Utah Jazz get a bad. They got their butt smacked by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's talk about it. It's the Hoops Nerd Show. Right, guys before we get into this let's give a shout out to our sponsor price picks go to pricepicks.com use promo code hoopsnerd they will match up to $100 you put $5 down they will match it so a $5 bet is a $10 bet or should we say daily fantasy whatever you want to call it anyways go to pricepicks.com use promo code hoopsnerd tonight I missed out on mine by 0.5 I need one more point from Larry marketing that close anyways guys go try it it's a lot of fun I enjoy it uh, and it supports the channel all right, let's talk about the Utah Jazz and this game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. To be honest, this was like a tale of two halves. The Jazz were actually in this. Um, there we go. Let's pull that down. They were in this in the first half, and then the wheels just came off in the second. And there's some reasons why. Uh, we'll look at some things. It's going to be, you know, if you're a Jazz fan and you're watching this, I appreciate you because it was a rough one tonight. And the last, this season so far, what we've seen from this Jazz team to start the season has been a struggle. It's been a struggle. And so anyone who is here, you are the diehards. You are the guys that watch every game, every play. And I appreciate it because it's tough stuff. Uh, but let's just dive in. First, obviously, you go against the Wolves and Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert and 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 Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. And they're a great team. Anthony Edwards was awesome tonight, 31 points. That was an easy over on him. You knew that he would be really good, and he was. He's phenomenal. This Wolves team is pretty darn good. This starting lineup for them is honestly pretty solid. I'm surprised their record isn't better, to be honest. I mean, what are they sitting at record-wise? Uh, I think let's – in fact, let's just go to it. NBA standings. Uh, they're better after tonight. I think they were like 2-2. Two and two. Come on now. Uh, Minnesota three and two, I think that's updated. So, or four and two, one or the other. Anyways, they're a good solid team and this jazz team played against them. And one thing I looked up and this was before tonight and it's only going to get better. Look, who's the number one defensive team in the league now too. It's the Minnesota Timberwolves who are a point and a half better than the second place team. So this Minnesota Timberwolves is, is good. They're a good team and they win with defense. And then you look at the offensive rating uh, this is actually interesting. They have the 26th rank offense. That's interesting. Uh, but they're a 4.5 net rating. So that right there is pretty big. When you look at net ratings, let's just check it out. I'm curious. Look how high Boston is. Holy smokes. But Minnesota's the number nine net rating team in the league. And that right there can really tell you this is the ninth best team in the league. And you could see Minnesota getting a little bit better. So if you're looking for something to make you feel a little bit better... It's probably that this Jazz team, who offensively is really challenged with the guard play, really challenged with some of the decision making with their guards, uh, went up against the best minutes, the best defense in the NBA, and honestly looked pretty solid for the first half. Got the lead multiple times, and then man, just things just fall off the cart in the second half. So let's go. Let's look at this. By the way, do you want to see the Jazz? Defensive rating for the Jazz are now at 24. So we've actually improved. <laughs> After tonight, not going to be there. We'll see what it is tomorrow, just for fun. Uh, but anyways, worst 
Let's see. Best offensive rating in the NBA, Boston Celtics. The Jazz, I looked at it, are 13. So this Jazz team has some signs that are pretty interesting, but to have pretty much a middle-of-the-road offense right now and then the number 24 defense, not a great sign. Now, the Jazz are 2-4, and four and they've played a lot of really good teams. The only really uh, bad team they've played is the Memphis Grizzlies, who look just awful. They're 0-6. They are the worst team in the NBA right now, and the Jazz rightfully destroyed them. But outside of that and then a nice win against the Clippers, I can't believe they beat the Clippers. The Jazz, this Jazz team has played really good teams, and the Clippers are a good team, and they've just struggled at times, mostly offensively. Uh, let's see. So let's just go in. Uh, Robert Lambert, I was told. Oh, by the way, Christian House Money to Haas, member for 26 months. Look at that. 26 months is more than 25. Good job, my man. Thank you for supporting the channel. You guys are incredible. You're incredible. Uh, I was told a retool, not a rebuild. Three years max. Ainge, man. This year doesn't look like we make in the playoffs. Hope we turn it around, man. But it sucks to suck. We're going to suck a while. It does suck to suck. And the Jazz suck tonight. It's very true, Mr. Lambert. Uh, but I think this Jazz team is a little better. I feel like... Do you ever watch those videos on the internet? And it's like... Just like... You know, like there's videos on TikTok and Instagram where there's like a pipe. And it's... You know, there's like satisfying videos. I don't even know how to describe it. But you know the videos where there's like a clog and you just watch the clog come out and then the water pours out. And it's like, ah, oh, that was nice to watch. <laughs> Did I just describe the stupidest thing you've ever? <laughs> but anyways, I feel like there's some things like that with this Jazz team. We've got a flowing offense with the second unit with Keontae George. It's just ready to go. But there are guys on this team that are holding back the flow. Okay? So the Jazz need to take some metaphorical X-lax and unclog this pipe. Okay? Because it's going poorly this so far this season. It is going poorly. We need to unclog the pipes, let the water flow, and we all know what that flowing water is. I think we'd all agree that watching Keontae George is going to make this jazz flow better. We need some we need some uh, fiber in our diet, and I think the fiber in this metaphor is some sort of trade, right? We need more fiber. Get some get some bran, okay? Like on those days when you eat like three bowls of Wheaties, the Jazz need to eat like five bowls of Wheaties, okay? It'll clear the the deck. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, Larry Markinen didn't shoot as he needed one more point from him, so you could yeah, seven for twenty from the field. I needed twenty three. He got twenty two, but still looked solid tonight. And that three point shot is so good. Four for eleven. He's really trying to get as many shots as he can. And one thing he's getting better at that I noticed a little bit today, look at this. He got one assist, but and that was a nice outlet to THT. But I think that he is getting a little bit better at playmaking. And we can also see Markinen is really trying to like isolate and score, not just off the ball, but a little bit with the ball in his hands. And so it's kind of fun to see. He's still more of an off-ball player, which is fine. He's fantastic, but... It's nice to see him kind of evolving, and we'll see what happens. But uh, 22 points, uh, let's see, eight rebounds, one assist. Solid night for Markinen. Obviously, the percentages aren't where you'd want to be, but the Jazz weren't winning this game anyway. So it does not matter. John Collins has had a rough couple games in, in terms of defense, but, I mean, offensively, he's still putting up numbers. 14 points. I should have done the over on him. It was easy money. 
And I think it was at like 12 and he does it again. So 14 points, six rebounds, uh, one for five from three. I'm curious what was his three point percentage before tonight, because um, he has looked really solid this season and the three point shot has been falling at a pretty good rate. So he is at 35. You know what? You'll take it considering he was 29 last year. This makes me think that in tonight, obviously it'll drop a couple, a point or so, but He'll get there. I think he'll honestly be 36 to 40% while he's on the Jazz, which is nice to see. Uh, Walker Kessler has looked a little better the last few games, but it's been the weirdest Walker Kessler season of the last two seasons, I guess. Uh, it's just been a weird start, and I don't know what's going on. And I don't know if he got injured in that game against uh, Demonis Sabonis when he pulled yanked his arm back and he looked like he was grabbing his arm. I don't know, but it's been a weird season for walker kessler he doesn't look right uh four let's see just four rebounds three blocks the three blocks were great i mean he had three awesome blocks and he had that one where he blocked gobert at the rim that was when the jazz were in it uh he had some nice uh blocks on the other i think he got blocked towns and gobert i can't remember the other one but kessler is having an uh weird season but there are signs that he's getting a little better we were hoping to see him be taking three-point shots, and I think he – did he take one? No, he didn't. Uh, but we're not seeing that as much. But if the Jazz tank, I guess maybe we will see that. So who knows? All right, can we start talking about our guards? Because this is where the Jazz team is really falling off. And Will Hardy had an interesting quote tonight. In fact, I might pull that up just because it's a good one. So Will Hardy says tonight – this comes from Andy Larson. Everybody has to be willing to take something and put in – the middle and be willing to give it up. There's a difference between wanting to win and wanting to win your way. That was a good quote, you know, and I have people online saying, what's Will Hardy doing and Will Hardy coaching and blah, blah, blah. Well, I would ask you, and I know that we on this channel know what we would do, but what if Will Hardy's not allowed to make a move to the starting lineup? Right? I think, I think that uh, Will Hardy is not dumb. Do you guys also have that? assumption i mean he did lead this team to a 10-3 start last year when everyone expected them to be horrible we've seen him get the absolute best out of larry markinen i don't think larry markinen becomes this with any other coach in the league we know that with three or four other coaches this didn't happen and then all of a sudden he's with will hardy and this happens so i would assume that will hardy probably knows what the best option for this team is right now what he is likely being told to do is play these guys and look, 5 for 14 from the field for Jordan Clarkson. Has Jordan Clarkson had a positive? I think he's had one game where he shot a positive field goal percentage, like a league average. Every other game has been terrible. 5 for 14, he goes 0 for 5 from 3. He does have three assists, and at least tonight he didn't have any turnovers like he did last game. Zero tonight compared to six last game. That's what you're playing with. That's who's running the show. And then the other guy running the show, and we all know him, and he had a pretty awesome, like the first half of the second quarter for Taylor Horton Tucker was great. He go, he had some monster moments. He has the steal, and he has the, you know, the putback. But then, or not the putback, the dunk in transition. And then he just makes so many boneheaded plays. He has two turnovers. But the other thing that you're dealing with, six for 20 from Taylor Horton Tucker. He's taking fadeaway Dirk shots. He's taking uh, pull-up shots. He's diving to the rim, like, all game long to the point where you're just like, I don't know what to do. He has five assists, 14 points for the game, 
but it took 20 shots to get 14 points. If you're Hardy and you're supposed to start this guy, what I what are you supposed to do? And has anyone seen anything from Jordan Clarkson, Taylor Horton Tucker, or Colin Sexton that makes you think that they can kind of run a high-level offense where they're getting the ball where it needs to go? Has anyone gotten that feeling while watching these games? Because I personally have not. I have not seen it at best, at best. So the playmaking that coming from Taylor Horton Tucker is a drive and kick type of thing or a drive and dump, you know, speaking about clearing pipes. But that's all you're that's all you're getting with Taylor Horton Tucker. You're getting him driving to the basket and then either dumping it off to a big if he's good enough to get the 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 defensive center to come over and that's if he's able to see the pass when it at in time he just goes or it's a kick out and that does happen here and there and we're getting five assists from from Taylor Horton Tucker in fact I'm kind of like kind of curious what type of passes these were uh marketing fadeaway jumper you know well that's within the offense so I mean I don't know uh, Collins three-point shot let's see here he drives and look, kick out. So there's the type of stuff you're getting with uh, THD. That's the type of, that's really the best you're getting. He is at least getting marketing the ball within the offense on that one play and the kick out. But, you know, the Jazz are running that play a lot. <laughs> I don't know if the collective IQ of this Jazz guard trio of Jordan Clarkson, Taylor Horton Tucker, and and Colin Sexton is really high enough to run more than a few simple actions like that, you know? Or just kind of pull it back, run a pick and roll, and make the right read, make the right play every time. Sometimes the basketball does not have to be complicated, but you do need a player that can see the field quicker and better and make the right read, make secondary reads, third reads, third option throw, you know? Right now the Jazz are like a football team in the NFL with a really like really game management quarterback that just like dumps it off the easiest play. He cannot make a second or third read. That's what's going on. They just aren't able to do it. They're not quick enough. They don't have the vision and it's tough. And so if you're frustrated with Will Hardy with all this and like what, you know, decisions he's making as a coach or whatever, I understand it, but what's the alternative besides start Keontae George, which we all want. And if starting Keontae George is the answer, well then, uh, you know, we all know that, and I'm pretty sure Will Hardy knows that too. But if he's not allowed to do it, that's the problem. Uh, so anyways, they were bad. This was the reason the Jazz lost right here. And honestly, it was kind of like the Jazz are basically trying to survive the starter minutes at this point, which is bad. If the Jazz are playing to trade these guys, it's going to be rough because they're not playing well and they're not improving their... Trade value. I mean, is any other team watching this and thinking these guys are anything but maybe like a ninth or 10th player on the bench? If you can trade these guys, I mean, it's going to be tough because Horton Tucker's uh, contract is pretty big. Like, let's just look it up really fast. Yeah, look. James has looked it up before, believe me. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes up. Three years... 10 million a year. So you've got to find a team out there that wants to give you 10 million salary match. So you might be taking on bad contracts, which honestly might be the way to go. If you can somehow get a bad contract for these guys and that allows, uh, you know, you might have to take on a bad contract that's like two, three years long. 
and I don't have time to look at it right now, but you've got to probably find a way to clear. Someone's got to have somebody that they need to clear for a trade. And I'm wondering if that's probably what Danny Ainge is waiting for at this point. You know, Taylor Horton Tucker is a throw in, you know, he was kind of a throw in with the Lakers trade and the, the prize in that Lakers trade for the jazz was the pick. It was not Taylor Horton Tucker. Taylor Horton Tucker was like salary matching, you know? So basically what the Jazz are going to be looking at is likely some sort of multi-team deal or trade that gives you salary filler so that you guys, so that they can move these guys. And hopefully another team out there is willing to give the Jazz a bad contract, a player that has like underperformed or whatever, you know? I mean, maybe the Detroit Pistons will give you Killian Hayes or something like that. And you can just take on the bad contract or some player like that, that you can trade one of these guys. So you just get salary failure. You're not getting anything out of it. You're really not. Kvambor. It's fun hanging out on Twitter. Let's see if we want their trade. Thank you, by the way, 499 Kvambor. You're so nice. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. If we want their trade value to go up, we need to put them in position to be successful. Starting them is tanking their value. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. The only issue for the Jazz is they have too many, you know, and we have guys talking about how like they don't want to lose the locker room or they've got to make good decisions with the locker room to make sure they keep everyone playing at a high level. And I agree 100% with you. It's just you have too many guards. And are you putting Keontae George in a weird situation to start him and have like Colin Sexton? By the way, that play where Colin Sexton didn't get the ball with Keontae George and he like throws a fit. I have maybe not seen a more hypocritical thing in my life. To see Colin Sexton complaining about not getting a pass is one of the funnier things I've actually ever seen. So I I just the I, the fact that Colin Sexton is would be frustrated on any play where he doesn't get the pass blows my mind. Uh by the way, you know who else lost the game for the Jazz tonight? Kelly Olynyk was terrible. He was terrible tonight. He was over 4 from the field over two from three he had just four rebounds which happens when you're seven feet tall and you're just near a basket and you're in there for 17 minutes you can typically get a rebound or two and then two turnovers he was awful and one thing that's got to stop happening with kelly Olynyk. and i was watching just to cope a little bit i was watching will hardy's press conference and he was talking about the fact that they have players that need to and they were talking specifically about kelly Olynyk, that he needs to shoot three he said like when you're playing a good de defensive, and this is paraphrasing, he said, when you're playing a good defensive team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, and you and the the basketball play tells you to shoot the ball, and you don't shoot it against a good defensive team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, you don't get a lot of second chances. So when your offense moves and flows, and the guard makes the pass to you, or out of chaos, you somehow get an open shot, and you don't take it, that ruins everything. So that was brutal. And honestly, there's been a a lot of moments like that with Olenek. I don't know why he's not shooting the ball. Shoot the ball. You're the one player on the team where everyone's like, you shoot it more besides Larry Markinen. Kelly Olenek, when you're open for three, shoot the ball. You're a good three-point shooter. In fact, did he, he took two and missed him. I don't care. He's a good three-point shooter. For the season, what is he shooting from three? 22, he's shooting 41% from three. Shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. I, I, It boggles my mind. Stop pump faking and driving. Shoot the ball. That's it. Good teams, winning teams, have players make the right move. And Kelly Olenek will overthink it. Shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. 
Ah, there are a lot of players on this team where I'm telling them in my head, do not shoot the ball. Kelly Olynyk is not one of them. When you have an open three, Mr. Olynyk, shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. All right. Uh, Keontae George, another game where he's getting minutes over Colin Sexton. He gets the sub over Colin Sexton, too, by the way. Something to watch. By the way, look at the, uh, the three-point shot, 25% tonight. Actually, I'm curious. What was it before tonight? This is going to be something I'm really interested to see. Let's see what's he shooting from three. 33%. So he goes 25% from tonight. Tonight, I want to see more of these because I want to see that develop. We know he can shoot the ball. We just need that percentage to be high. And it's likely going to be a little bit like Donovan Mitchell where the pull-up three might take some time, but the spot-up three is really good. I want to look at those splits. But tonight, three for six from the field, so 50% from the field. Four assists in 18 minutes. So basically you can just double that if he goes to 36 and that's eight assists per game. Would anyone be surprised if Keontae George averaged eight to 10 assists per game if he got the start? I had I imagine he would average that pretty easily considering how well he moves the ball, how unselfish he is, and if he gets to play with starters more. But it's happening. 27 minutes tonight, he was the number... He had more minutes than two of the starters. So basically, what, fourth amount of minutes tonight? He's getting more minutes. So the thing we're complaining about is him getting to, getting to start. Well, he is getting to play more, and he's right around there with starter minutes, which is interesting. You know, the only guys playing more than him are like Larry Markinen, John Collins, and then you see these minutes with uh, Jordan Clarkson. Those minutes go to Kel uh, Keontae George, and that offense flows better. It just does. And then guys like Jordan Clarkson, Taylor Horton Tucker, and Colin Sexton can go to their rightful spot, which is likely sixth man. Problem is the Jazz have like three sixth men, and they're all playing starter minutes, and they're all playing like sixth men. You know, This Jazz team is like three sixth men, uh, all-star off-ball player in Larry Markkinen, and John Collins, who's an off-ball player as well, and then Walker Kessler, off-ball player as well. And so should we be surprised... If this team is struggling when you've got six men running the show with off-ball players, and then one guy that can run a point guard is Keontae George, is not allowed to start for some reason, whether it's the coach or the front office. But my assumption, and I have a pretty good, uh, pretty I believe this pretty well, is I don't think they're allowing him to start yet, unless there's some sort of trade that happens. So, at least he's getting starter minutes, though. 27. In fact, it would be so funny if one of these nights Keontae George leads the team in minutes off the bench. <laughs> it's just like, one minute start, sub him in, sub him in, get him in, please. Uh, anyways, solid night from Keontae George against the number one defense in the NBA. And he made some killer passes. Uh, his laser pass tonight was awesome. Yeah, my favorite play from Keontae George. In fact, I don't care if we're demonetized. I don't care. Uh, let's see. It was this... Um, let's see, jump shot. George. Let's see, jump shot, Sexton. It was this one. Yep, look. Okay, so let's go back. Is it playing sound? Uh, anyways, watch. This is within the offense. Markinen has passed it to George, and then George actually takes the screen. So this is a Larry Markinen, uh, Keontae George pick and roll, which is my favorite thing to watch this season. It's lethal. And look how much things it sets up. So you have Keontae George. Oh, my gosh. Keon, oh, my gosh. 
All right, Keontae George comes off the screen. Look at how he has his eyes on Gobert. He doesn't even look at Ochai Look at that. Just that quick glance. Now he makes the pass. Once he sees that Gobert pulls over and Ochai, to his credit, goes out and shoots a three. Knocks it down. I love it. He has so many subtleties to his game that are so good. And I'm I'm going to start doing more TikToks and, and Instagram videos for fun. Stuff like this I want to do. Uh, make sure you're going to those and, and following me because I'm going to start doing more. But anyways, he's so good. I tweeted about this and it's something that is honestly one of the exciting things about a young player when you know you've got someone really good is what did we... I honestly think his passing is becoming his premier talent with this team. And what's really awesome about that is that Keontae George, when he came into the draft, what was his calling card? It was scoring the ball. Everyone's like, well, he's going to come in the league. He's going to score the ball. We know he can score. He can shoot. He finds a way to get buckets. Well, his number one thing is has been his passing. I have been blown away by his level of, of passing. And what's amazing about that is like if his number one skill is passing and we expected him to be just to be a scorer. So his secondary skill scoring the ball is number two. That's what makes him special. He's special, guys, and he's only going to get better. And what I love about this with Keontae George is that he can run a pick and roll with Larry Markinen and it works. It's awesome. You know, so you run a Keontae George Larry Markinen pick and roll whenever you want buckets. And honestly, you run it a lot during the game, but especially like we've talked about, like when Jokic and Jamal Murray on the Nuggets are at the last five minutes of the game, what are they running? They're running a Jokic Murray pick and roll and it destroys you. Well, the Keontae George Larry Markinen pick and roll is looking pretty darn awesome and what's really cool about it is not even necessarily them having to score what's cool about that play we just looked at is that running that pick and roll draws so much defensive attention and those two guys have so much talent that it opens things up for everyone else so guys like Ochai Abaji who's an, an elite level corner three-point shooter can get that shot and knock it down or guys like Walker Kessler might be might be in the dunker spot can get a dunk uh, Jordan John Collins getting corner three-point shots or three-point shots in general Things like that. It's going to be fun to watch. It's a clunky offense right now. Things have looked really bad. The other three guards have not really impressed me in a lot of different ways, or at least consistently. But one thing's consistently impressive is Keontae George running the pick and roll, especially when he's getting Larry Markinen picks. I want to see more Keontae George getting picks from, from Walker Kessler. Honestly, I just want him to start. I want him to start because all three of these guys can just run picks with Keontae and he can score the ball. Now, the Jazz might have to go and get a player in the draft. And if this Jazz team is really bad and the tank is on, it might be tank note, DWDCB. It might be tank note. I don't know. But if they do, there are players in this draft they could go after. There are some guys. And if the Jazz got it would be so funny if in this draft, the year after the Wembenyama draft, they win the lottery and get the number one pick. That would be wild. But you know who has a good track record of winning the number one pick and figuring out how to get an absolute stud? Danny Ainge. Although this draft sucks, man. It does. I got to watch this Collier guy. Uh, Ron Holland or whatever his name is. I'll have to watch some of him. He looks kind of interesting. But uh, what a bummer. I thought this Jazz team would be so good this year. It doesn't mean they're not going to be good. Just because they lost to really, really good teams doesn't mean they're not going to be good. They play the Bulls in two days. I think they can definitely win that game. But 
the Jazz have got to figure something out, but I don't think they're going to be able to. While well, you have Jordan Clarkson, THT, and Colin Sexton just absolutely just destroying possessions with selfishness, to be honest. Uh, Colin Sexton, I might be one of the more selfish players I've ever seen. <laughs> he was so bad. I honestly, at a certain point, it's almost laughable. It's so bad. He gets that ball and he's just not going to make it. He's just not going to pass it sometimes. That play when, and I think I retweeted it or something like that. You can go to my Twitter and look at it. But um, Colin Sexton gets the ball and Keontae George is jumping up and down, begging for a pass. He's wide open. Instead, Colin Sexton says, no, I got this. Drives and gets the ball stolen. And it's just such a perfect epitome of what has been going on this season. And I don't know what, you know, Will Hardy can't make that pass for Colin Sexton, right? And Ocha and Colin Sexton's playing 18 minutes and he's getting subbed later than Keontae George at this point. So Keontae George has already risen in the hierarchy and maybe at some point he does just start. I don't know. Uh, I would rather put him in there. My choice right now, if they... If they don't trade them all, which you can't, like, how do you just trade all of them? I would rather have uh, Keontae George start maybe with Taylor Horton Tucker because I think he's a better defender than Jordan Clarkson. And having Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton play together off the bench and they can just, you know, fight it out. <laughs> I don't know. And I just, it's just rough. And you know who's really struggling with the guard play is Walker Kessler. Like, asking Walker Kessler to be on the floor with some of this guard play is truly, truly unfair and not nice. Uh, tor torturous, some, one, some might say. Uh, really bad. Uh, by the way, Ochai Baji had his first good game of the season. There's a bright spot. Who's excited about that? I know I am. Ochai Baji goes three for five from the field, two for four from three. An efficient night from Ochai in a game the Jazz lost big time. He was only a minus four. <laughs> Pretty bad when you're excited about minus four being the top. But eight points for Ochai. He had two rebounds. He just, when he's playing well, he does so many nice things for you. So that was a good sign. And it was like the first time we got to kind of see Ochai next to Keontae, uh, you know, in a in NBA minutes. So that was fun to watch. And he looked pretty good. So that is a positive sign. Guess what? Ochai plays just a little less than Colin Sexton, but did anyone have any problems with Ochai out there? He looked solid to me. For the first time this season, he looked good again. So that was a positive sign. Do we get more Ochai minutes? Because we've all been kind of asking, like, where is Ochai? What's going on? And it struggled. He has struggled a lot this season. Uh, otherwise, you know, we see Simone Fontecchio come when the emergency glass needs broken, but then he comes in and he'll miss a three. Well, he didn't make one three, so good for him. But <laughs> it's bad, guys. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, but anyways, it was nice to see Ochai Abaji do well tonight. That is something to be happy about. To see Ochai do better is nice to see because it's been a struggle. So of all this mess... Of all this, you know, pile of whatever you want to call it, we're kind of sifting through. There were a few gold nuggets in that muddy water. There you go. We're digging for gold nuggets in this river. And one of those gold nuggets was Ochai Abaji. was really nice. Keontae George running pick and roll with Larry Markin. There's a little gold nugget. 
uh, was that the pretty much there were two little gold nuggets, um, and then we got attacked by by villains and robbers and we lost the mine. <laughs> but that's okay because we got some gold nuggets. Maybe we can go buy some more equipment and try again against the bulls. All right, guys, that is it for the show today. Oh my goodness, I had it pulled up. Let's give a shout out to the All-Stars. Uh, by the way, all the members, uh, you know, come on board. Uh, thank you so much for the donation tonight. You guys don't realize how much I appreciate that. It's I, It means a lot. And every single member, whether you're a rookie, a starter, an All-Star, I appreciate you. But let's give, an, let's give a shout out to our All-Stars tonight. Oh, crud, I forgot. Let's pull it up. Oh, and Jordan Mackey, starter level. I think we talked about it yesterday, but welcome to the channel, Jordan Mackey. Let's see. All right, let's give a shout out to Esikli Ricebe, the man from down under. Yes, Jake C. Can. Christian House Money to Haas. Lexia Lexilator. Built for Tough. Alexander Tufts. Jorge Arrizaga, mi amigo de abajo. Jordan the Go Best World. TGD Total Game Domination. Tyson Price, the Price is Right. Austin R. Grant, Editor Extraordinaire. DWCB, Darren Williams to Carlos Boozer, Patrick Kubel, the connoisseur, and Robert Hall of Fame. Guys, make sure, like DWCB says, like and subscribe to the channel. I'm also going to put this up as a podcast now. I'm going to try to do these at night. Just put them up on Spotify and, and Apple Podcasts. I don't know if there's anywhere else you guys listen to pods, but I think if I get them up there, we'll be good. Guys, I appreciate it. Like and subscribe to the channel. Go to Prize Picks. Use promo code HoopsNerd. I would appreciate it. I'll talk to you next time.